here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. I've got beautiful things for you today on the Dharmic Evolution. I'm glad you guys are here. Hey, as always, if you're digging the show, please go over to dharmicevolution.com and sign up on your favorite platform, whether that be Apple Podcasts or Pandora or Spotify or Stitcher Radio or Overcast or whatever you truly love. And this way you will get the show every single Friday morning right to your phone. How is that for uber cool? So we're staying in Nashville today. Isn't that exciting? And I've got a new friend in town. And this young lady is a singer-songwriter born and raised in Thunder Bay, Canada, with a truly identifiable voice. Very, very original also. She's captivating and inspiring. And what is her mission? To be an honest and authentic voice to those in need. To provide hope through altruistic platforms, which she knows can and will change lives. Her vocal prowess and ability to emote is often interpreted as a seasoned professional. Many are surprised to learn this emerging artist only began her musical journey in 2017. Would you guys give a warm welcome and strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today from the Music City to visit with Megan Nadine. Megan Nadine, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm so um, delighted with your music and, and that I got a chance to, uh, to listen to what you're doing and to uh, help you celebrate this new record that you have out. And uh, it's really, really, um, it's really marvelous. I'm just, I love your style and what you're doing. And what really occurred to me is, it hit me right away, is your phrasing, as well as your ability to be a, uh, a very unique and um, original vocalist. And just really delighted with this record, and I, I'm so excited and happy for you. So I just want to congratulate you in advance on this record. Really awesome. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, it must be exciting, right? It's very exciting. It's been a long time coming, so this is, it's I'm definitely just taking it all in. That's for sure. Is this your is this your debut debut record? It is. Oof. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so this was then, but I can't wait to see when this is now comes out because I'm really going to be floored then. <laughs> that's Thank the that's you. the title of the EP, right? This was then. Yes, sir. So yeah. you address a lot of things in um, the short time that, I mean, I only came across you just not even a week ago, and um, and I did some digging and did a little homework on you, and not only, um, I'm probably more excited about your um, position on altruism and the way you, you have this ability to reach out with certain experiences and knowledge and things that you have gone through in order to help those who are struggling with certain things. And it tells me a lot about your heart, which is um, just just really fabulous that you're not only talented, but you're very, very 
Um, you're very empathetic and very compassionate, I can tell already. And uh, especially when I called you last night to just, you know, I just blitzed you just to do a little, you know, download on the show. And you didn't hang up on me or treat me like a, a nasty marketer. <laughs> so, no way. yeah, so that was good. That was good. Um, and, um, you know, I was picking up on these things. And it's always a joy for me to see when somebody's blessed with musical talent, they're immediately giving it back. And uh, that, for me, is the reason I do this show, you know, because the Dharmic Evolution is all about doing for others. That's kind of the way, the way we built this show. So when I have somebody like you on, it's a real treat. Um, so starting off, you're in Nashville now, but you are a Canadian, Thunder Bay, Ontario. Yes, sir. How long now? Pardon? How long now since you've moved to Nashville? I moved down in January, the end of January, actually. And but I had been coming down and kind of networking and connecting with people for the last two years. Right. So how has the transition been? Um, are, are you set up kind of here permanently down here now? Or is it, you know, is yeah. it back? Yeah. Yeah, I am, actually. And... It's been really great. I mean, I'm thankful that I had built, especially with all the COVID stuff, I'm thankful that I built relationships within the last two years that kind of allowed me to stay busy during everything and just stay connected with people, um, not physically, but even just having people that are close by. It's nice to to know that you have that there. And so it's just been really nice. I'm really blessed to have connected with some of the people that I have and not only creatively, but just um, who they are as people, really good people with good hearts. And I'm very, very lucky. Yeah. So it's made the transition a little easy, actually. That That is, I mean, it probably happened at a good time because, you know, if it's going to happen, like I'm, I'm transplanted from New Jersey and I've been here a little over a year. And um, I just, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, a lot of us musicians were working online in the studio, writing, do whatever, and I'm a podcaster on top of that. So it hasn't hurt me too bad, like emotionally. Um, but I can imagine for some people, it's been really, really difficult to have their whole world like turned upside down. Um, so let's let's transition into something more positive. And this is the first track in uh, Megan's album, and it's called um, Beautiful Things. Here we go. Optimism's in no time low But I'm hopeful I stay hopeful Like puzzle pieces scattered on the kitchen floor I feel broken But I know that I can put myself together again I can put myself together again mm -mm. Cause some of the most beautiful things Can be so close when they feel so far mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the most beautiful things Come together when everything's falling Like the sweetest song 
win by a broken heart Sometimes I wish I could just let you go It's like I'm living in my own prison Counting the days but they just move so slow I feel tired, so uninspired But I can put myself together again Put myself together again The summer, the most beautiful thing Such amazing lyrics. Now, I just, as a matter of fact, I wrote down some of the lyrics. And the funny thing is, I wrote, you know, optimism in all things lows or all time lows. I'm hopeful some of the most beautiful things come together. Um, no, I'm hopeful some of the most beautiful things come together when they fall apart, like the sweetest song written by a broken heart. Amazing lyrics. And then I saw your your promotional video on talking about the Rumors album. Why don't you share that with everybody? All right. So I had been gifted a record player, and my dad listened to a lot of Fleetwood Mac, and a friend of mine gifted me the album when I had gotten this record player. And so I was listening to it with them, and I was just kind of floored because we were talking about just the success of the album and just – everything good that came from this album when they were really going through so much hardship as a group and it was just really cool to reflect on in that moment the lyrics literally came out of me and I didn't anticipate for them to be lyrics but we were listening to um the chain and it was like you know it's crazy that some of the most beautiful things come together when things fall apart, like the sweetest song written by a broken heart. And it kind of just rhymed ironically. Yeah. I know that's 
so silly, but he told me to write it down and it's the truth. I feel like, you know, we all go through things that are not so great and not so bright and that have us question a lot when it comes to ourselves, when it comes to our worlds, when it comes to the people in our worlds. And I think when we have that reminder that, you know, sometimes things do need to get rough in order for us to take the pieces and rearrange them into something that we would have never been able to if it all didn't fall apart in front of us to begin with. Um, it's just important to remember that because it makes going through and navigating through those times a lot easier. And ironically, yes, that album inspired the the main lyric, but the actual verses are built up on a series of journal entries that I did. I wanted to, I would just write down how I was feeling in the moment and I decided to put them all together in a song. And that was one of the things that I had wrote like written down, sorry, the chorus part. Right. And yeah, it just kind of built itself to be honest. That is one song that I didn't really sit down with the intention to write. It kind of just came together, which is pretty special. Beautiful song. Yeah, really, really great. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your, your production process, like who is producing and your studio experience, like how, how this song like pulled together? Yes, yeah, so I am lucky enough to work with some really great creatives. Um, I had johnny black come in and help me kind of create a bit of a demo and then um he's originally from new york and i had networked with him when i was down here and then from there i had built it up with um, producer keith thomas who it has been located in nashville for a really long time and he's worked with some really incredible people and i was the universe kind of brought us together which was really neat and it was just a matter of everyone kind of adding their own touch to it. Like I knew I wanted kind of a real instrumental vibe. I think that sometimes these days and there's nothing wrong with it. I love all music. I think that there's all music has a purpose, um, but I just wanted something that didn't feel like it was all, um, you know, too digital or too electronic. I wanted something that felt just real and like brought you into the lyrics and brought out the lyrics and and kind of helped paint the picture of the story I was trying to tell. So I was lucky enough to be with people that were actually scoring around. We weren't really like using loops and stuff. It was just a matter of scoring around the story that I had. And so we ended up with that track and it's pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm just blessed to be working with the people that helped me make it happen. Yeah, you've got a wonderful team. I mean, the production is is just stellar. I mean, it the I could hear the um the brilliance in that was how the it was crafted around the subtleties in your voice. And there was room for everything that you do, you know, from your your I won't say screams, but when you get like when you're really underscoring a point and you're using your your gift of power to go all the way down to a whisper. And the production kind of enhanced all of that and gave you room to be the artist you are. So I really appreciated that. And I'm so happy you got um, connected with 
you know, people like Keith and Johnny to, uh, to bring this out in you. So, cause I think it's, it's the beginning of more wonderful things to come. Um, Thank you. Nashville's a good town, eh? It is. It's filled <laughs> with a lot of amazing people and creatives, and it's a definitely an awesome place to be. Yeah, yeah. Let's do let's do another one. This one's called the Joker. Like the Joker in the night. Living life by fight or flight Wondering if things will go right Or if it's destiny How things are meant to be Just a broken hearted soul Nowhere to turn, nowhere to go He looks up at the sky Broken hearted cries When we things get better No more stormy weather Put my thoughts together Pick myself up off the ground Lord, I swear I'm trying And my living life will slowly die I'm lost looking to be found Over all the things he's not and Though he values all he's got He's craving something more More than he has before He's grown tired of the pain The kind of pain that could drive any kind of soul
So the Joker, another another really great song, um, and these were all done. I'm gonna guess like in the same. It sounds like the same collaborative effort. All four of these were from the same um, uh, band of talent, correct? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Really, really great song. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about some of these other things I want to talk about as we go through the rest of the music, too. Um, now, I, did I hear, I was going through your things, and I made a note here, and, and forgive me if this came from somewhere else that I got, but is it true that you lost 61 pounds? I did. My goodness. God bless you. And so tell me about that, because I, um, I did some weight loss and, you know, struggled with that for years, and... You know, so I, I, I have a sense of uh, camaraderie with this, if you will, developing yeah. your own style of how to do it and how to keep it off and how to be healthy. So tell us about the motivation that, that came from behind that. And now I notice you're sharing things about healthy meals and so forth on some of your pages, which, um, which is so needed by people out there in the world. Can you still hear me okay? Because my mic just fell. Yeah. No, I hear you fine. Yeah. So for me, the inspiration came from just wanting to be healthy and I want to be around for a really long time. Like a lot of the things that I have planned are going to take some time and I just want to make sure that I have a healthy body and a healthy mind within that process. And I've had a lot of people in my life that have been, um, whether it be like friends or family or friends of family and that have been affected by um, like things like cancer and um, diabetes and stuff like that. And I just know that how we treat our bodies is a huge piece of that. And if there's a lot of things that we can't help, you know, like yeah. my grandfather, he took care of himself and lived to be 94. He was driving until the day he had a stroke and he took such good care of himself. And I just think that a lot of that stuff runs in my genetics and I it kind of freaked me out you know when you see someone that takes such good care of themselves and that's so healthy and there's they're still affected by something like a stroke or you know then my grandmother she came down with cancer and she lived out of a garden like off of garden food her whole life and so that just like really kind of triggered something in me um where I just wanted to take care of myself and honestly a lot of that um, was made a lot easier when I fell out of being a student, you know, like that survival mode where you're just like constantly going and in school and, you know, you try and make time to take care of yourself, but you're really just surviving. And so kudos to like all students out there that even are listening right now. It is a lot of work, especially like during the pandemic stuff. You can't even imagine. So it was definitely a lifestyle change. And I just started making everything from scratch. I love to cook. I actually apprenticed to be a chef for two years, believe it or not. Congratulations. Um, I love to cook. And so I just make things from scratch. My parents are great cooks. And um, if I can't pronounce things on the packaging, I'm, I try to stay away from it. I mean, I'm human and I enjoy things. And it's about it being a lifestyle change. So it was over the course of two years. It wasn't overnight. And I didn't have that specific number in my head. It was just a matter of, okay, this is how I'm going to decide to start living. And 
I stuck with it and I feel so great. And it's just kind of given me those results, but nothing that I set out with the intention to lose weight. It was just about being healthy. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. I kind of, um, I did the same thing. It was like, you know, and I think I, I cut about 21 pounds and this is like five years now and I've wow. kept it off. I mean, I've been a hot yogi f- for 15 years, so I've been doing that forever up until last February. And right. then my fiance's a runner. Like she's done all the marathons, like me- mega times, you know, has all the ribbons and everything. So she started training me. So I said, I got to do something. I cannot, you know, go without exercise. So I started running and, you know, barely could get a couple of miles in. And now I'm up to five, seven miles. You know, I do about 15 to 20 miles a week now, uh, three times a week. But, But combining that with, and this is the thing I always put out there is, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, you got to do it for the right reasons. Like you just said, you want to do it because... You know, it's, you know, it's nice to have the vanity, you know, the vanity factors in there, it's in the back of your mind. But the more important thing is, like you said, you want to be around for a long time and you want to live like healthy. Look, I don't want my kids coming to the hospital to visit me like I did with my dad. I want them to be like running with me or something, you know? So, uh, so that the health and the exercise and the food, they all kind of like, they all um, have symmetry together. You know, they all kind of are intertwined. And once you, if you stay with it like you did and just do it for the right reasons, um, you just live a happier life, I think, you know? Well, and for me personally, because I have, even though I struggled with my weight, I never viewed it as a struggle. Like I'd have moments of insecurity, but I definitely was surrounded by strong and empowering women and just had great people that, you know, I never felt like weight, was made an issue for me and it's funny because I look at photos and I'm like wow I was overweight but I never felt like it in the moment and that's why I actually never even posted about my weight loss journey until I think it was like two weeks ago and it was after I had friends encouraging me you know like share your results share what's happening for you but I just didn't want people to think it was because I wasn't happy how I was or because of the whole vanity side of things like I felt beautiful and I felt sexy 60 pounds heavier right and so I really just didn't want any of it to be about that. And I think with social media, it's so easy to come down to what we look like. And as an artist, I want to stand up and stand for who we are as people, because at the end of the day, we all get old and we all, you know, our looks can only take us so far. It's about who we are on the inside. It's about how we treat people and it's about how we treat ourselves. And when you have that mindset, I think naturally, um, you'll be more attractive but no matter what weight you are, no matter how you look, how people like people will perceive you, there will be like a be- an inner beauty that shines out that makes you beautiful, no matter what the physical appearance is. Amen. That that is great. And and so happy that you're uh you're transparent about that and sharing, you know, this wisdom with with people that need to hear that because uh it is it is so important. Um, I saw you had given um, Mike Piazza some some props. Is that Mike Piazza, the baseball player? No, that oh, okay. is not. Okay, I had to ask that. He's a mixing engineer, and he's amazing. He and Johnny Black actually do a lot of work together, and I had met them both together cohesively, and I loved working with them. They're good people, and I love that they appreciated me for me and my artistry for what it was and they helped me find a way 
to hone into who I am as an artist because I was really just figuring that out when I met them. So I'm extremely grateful for Mike Piazza and Johnny Black. Yeah, great. Um, I want to play Heart of a Lion for everybody. Um, Do you want to set this up for us and tell us um, conceptually about this, how you came to this song, and then the experience of as you were finishing, how did it feel like finally listening to playback when you're in the mix and everything, got it all done? Well, to be honest, this song was the first opportunity I had to work with producer Keith Thomas. Okay. And it was my first writing session with him. And we sat down. I had a day session booked with him, and he started playing on the piano. And I just started kind of singing into the air, and lyrics and melodies are coming out. And we just created this song within the day. And it had kind of set the precedence that, you know, we, we work well together. And he continued to want to work with me and, like, you know, write with me. And he ended up being an executive producer on on the album, which is really cool. So the song is definitely very special. And in the moment when he was playing, it's like he was painting a picture with the piano notes that he was playing and the chords. And it just, we started, you know, I was just, I kind of envisioned this person that, you know, has it all together, but because the music was so beautiful. And so I just envisioned this person that had it all together, but deep down, they were just falling apart. And that really was influenced by the notes that he was playing. And it kind of like painted a picture in my head. And then I just started writing and it came about. And then to hear it all come together, it feels surreal because it was really something that set the tone for how the whole album would really sound um, musically. Here it is, Heart of a Lion. She's what you'd call perfect, a flower in bloom The type that walks in and can light up a room She's got that everything you could want But what they don't know is it's just a facade Cause deep down she's
song really from the opening notes full of mystery and melody and very very good piece of work excellent so so you knew right away obviously the first time you worked with Keith the magic was in the room you guys just had it going on to be honest I was scared shitless (laughs) (laughs) just because he's worked with so many great people you know he's produced Vanessa Williams and Whitney Houston and Amy Grant and you know, he produced Colors of the Wind for Pocahontas. Like, just to be in a room with him, I felt so blessed yeah. to because he has so much talent. And then, yeah, it just kind of fell out. And I didn't realize how rare that was because I was so at the beginning of my process. And I, I love to write. And, you know, I but just to be with someone who, you know, you just collaborate so well and you take your passions and bring them together to make something that, feels like art not just music but it's like art yeah i mean music is art but you know what i mean it's like you paint a picture in your head when you listen to it uh it was a really special thing that's the most beautiful part about it that you what you just said it's it's the artistry is um it kind of it surpasses everything that it almost you know it almost um lowers the bar when you say we're making songs (laughs) because it's when you bring the artistic part into the room that's really what it's all about you know the whole process is just amazing um yeah i mean it's it's just great that you guys are working together um i want to talk about your um your new post on instagram because i checked that out the milk bath yes (laughs) oh my god you know i gotta hand it to you it was so well it was like a um it was almost like a professional hollywood uh, movie script um, in the way that you were you were describing in only 30 seconds or so 
or 59 seconds, whatever it was, um, what the record was, what your um, take on the record was, why you did it, what, what the feelings were involved. And you did it all very succinctly and, and very beautifully in, in such a short time. And, uh, and it was just beautifully shot too. Like, you know, the, um, the cinematography, if you will, was amazing. I mean, it's just really, really well done. And, and, a, and a side question I have to ask you, and, and I say this with all modicum of respect, uh, and you don't have to answer if you don't want. Um, is it possible that you don't have any tattoos? Is that a possibility? No, not really. Is it? I, I do have tattoos. I have two. Oh, okay. So they're, they're, they're cleverly they're hidden. they're small and they're, yeah. yes. Okay. Because I said, <laughs> wow. I got very against tattoos and I got them when I was 18. Yeah. So I had to make sure that they were hidden. Of course, I want a couple more. Yeah. Um, but right now I have a cancer ribbon behind my ear. All, oh. the, all the fighters out there, I feel like we're all, you know, kind of affected or tied to someone who has cancer. Oh. And then I have a four-leaf clover on my ankle that I got with four of my, or sorry, three of my very, very best friends growing up. Oh, wow. Cute. So they're Cute. small and you can't see them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so where did you, where did you come up with the idea for the bath thing? It's, it looks like you're, t you're in a milk bath or something, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was amazing. What I want, pardon? No, I just want to say to everybody, go to Instagram and what's your Instagram handle? It is Megan Nadine, M-E-G-A-N-N-A-D-I-N. Okay, everything will be in the show notes, of course, all your links. But folks, check out this. Uh, you're really going to enjoy this video of, uh, of uh, Megan in this one. So, so go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, we're good. Conversation. It's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so because it's been such a long time coming, I've held on to these songs for about, I mean, all of them have existed anywhere from like two to three years and they've been produced for almost a year, a year, actually. Um, all of them have been produced for a year. And I was just, I wanted people to understand that they are real stories that I, other, with the exception of, you know, Heart of a Line, I was still in the moment. I feel like when I write, I like pull from, you know, subconsciously from things that I experience and, you know, they're just based off real emotions and stories and memories with melodies, like I said. And, and I just wanted people to understand and feel how vulnerable it was for me to share it. And um, I thought the bath, you know, like, I think a lot of us do a lot of thinking, you know, in our showers, in our bathtub time, um, where we just reflect and it was kind of just a moment of reflection of why I held on to them for so long. You know, I originally was going to release them as singles because that was the thing to do. Like everyone's releasing single after single. And then one day something just didn't feel like something hit me where I was like, you know what, these were kind of all produced together and they're like chapter, different chapters of the same book. Like they, they belong together. And even though everyone's doing song after song, single after single, I'm not looking to be like everybody, you know, like yeah. this is, my artistry and it's a body of work that I'm proud of and that I believe should exist together that could be found all in one place so that you know that they cohesively exist and belong together. Yeah. And so that was kind of a way that 
I thought it'd be cool to just show people why, you know, a lot of people have been saying that have been with me from the beginning that know that these songs have existed. You know, when's the album coming out? When are you dropping the music? Like, why are, haven't we heard anything? And it's like, there are so many people that tell you what you should and shouldn't do. Um, but there is no right or wrong thing. At the end of the day, it comes down to your gut and what feels right. Because if you don't put something out and it, like, if you put something out and you don't feel good about it, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, I'd rather do what feels well, like good on the, like deep down and it maybe not play out the way I had hoped than to do what someone else tells me to. And then it doesn't play out the way I hope. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't like to be someone that wonders what if. Great job. Great job. Really enjoyed that. Um, want to talk just a little bit about your writing, um, habits and policies um, are you like a structured person? Like, do you like carve out time on the calendar and say, I'm writing every day for this amount of time? Um, do you wait for inspiration to hit you? Like, what is your regimen as a songwriter? For me, it's inspiration. Like at the beginning, it was all inspiration. And then when I started thinking, okay, I'm going to do this, I want to do this as a living. I started maybe tapping into that inspiration a little bit more. And then as I started working with people, then you have those set times where you have to write or you have writing sessions. But I find that I do my best writing when I'm just feeling, I'm in my feelings, I'm in my head and I need to get it out and I need to express what I'm feeling. Um, it just, it's so much easier it's so much easier, but I'm a really emotional person. Like some people might need to have that scheduled time. Yeah. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I'm just like a very um, empathic person. Um, I feel everything. I Even if tell. you were sitting here and you told me something and it, it had affected you on a deep level, I'd probably be moved to write something about it. Yeah, I can tell by your videos. I'm wired. Thank you. Yeah. Now I could tell the emotion like bubbles up. You know, I, I know you're, you're just like over, overflowing with it. Um, so, so just to, you know, tag onto the back of that last question, um, are, is your preferred instrument, is your number one instrument voice? Um, do you write with a notebook, a piano, a guitar? Because some people don't even use instruments. Like what is your preferred method for, um, you know, musicality to a joint, you know, to, to, come along with you on the ride for this new song for whatever you're working on um just my instrument is my voice yeah. and i think i struggled with that for a really long time i mean i felt like i wouldn't be a real artist if i didn't play an instrument and i do pluck my guitar like a bass mm -hmm. and to kind of just play the bass notes i really love the high resonance of the the guitar i've played a bass guitar and it just doesn't feel the same to me as sitting down with my acoustic guitar and just kind of plucking out the bass notes. So that helps me kind of get into a vibe and a groove. Um, also, sometimes just sitting down and playing like some chord notes on a piano. But right. my main instrument is definitely my voice. And I feel like um, for the longest time before I started exploring with my writing, I would actually just sing into the air how I was feeling, like stay on the album, the song stay is me singing into my voice memos. And it just came out. I didn't have an instrument. I didn't have anything like of that nature. It was me just expressing myself, um, as well as the chorus for Never Gonna Be The Same. So just 
I feel like um, my my voice is my instrument and I'm at the point where I'm embracing that and I feel like that is enough because it's who I am. My heart and my my mind are what give me the songs. Who did you, um, who was like your most profound influence or, you know, two or three different people? Like who were you listening to growing up when you knew you had these pipes and what were you pulled towards? I... My parents love Celine Dion, so I remember listening to her, like her CD when I was a kid. And I actually grew up dancing, so I would like dance to the songs and sing them. Yeah. Um, but I also grew up listening to like a lot of Brian Adams, a lot of Alanis Morissette, a lot of storytellers. Yeah. Um, and my grandmother, actually, my grandma Noni, she is a singer-songwriter. So my mom would share stories with me about songs that she wrote and then she'd sing the songs to me and so that influenced me at a very young age in the writing side of things like when I was feeling a certain way I'd write about it because I was so used to like that was a normal thing like oh my grandma wrote a song when she was feeling like this I should write a song you know I was writing songs as early as seven and it's funny because I didn't even really remember that you know when you're a kid and it's kind of just becomes a blur and then I was cleaning out a um the office at my parents place and my dad found this book and i had signed it megan nadine grade two megan nadine like i'd write my songs inside my grade which is so funny but essentially like i'm sorry i'm such a blabbermouth <laughs> storytellers i'm influenced by storytellers people that have something good to say and that make us think with the help of their art and their music awesome um we're going to play uh, electric now. Strap up, folks. Here we go. Electric. Lie awake behind closed eyes. Sweet thoughts of you, they fill my mind. I've never known a love so bright till I met you. I like the way you think out loud. The way you captivate a crowd And I've never felt so high Till I met you Cause loving you comes easy like breathing When I'm with you it gives me this feeling It's electric Your loving you comes easy like breathing When I'm with you it gives me this feeling it's electric and I'm never gonna let you down I'm never gonna let you down Cause you make my heart feel felt on my knees feel weak And I like the way your open heart it loves so deep I've never known a love so bright Till I met you Like breathing, I'm with you, it gives me this feeling 
Electric, and then on your website, I saw this. Uh, I saw this um, this cord plugged into an outlet on the wall, and it was on fire. <laughs> and I immediately yes. thought of the song "Electric." I was like, "That's really bad, electric." Don't call that electrician. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was for a blog I did actually about protecting your energy. <laughs> so, so no, no correlation here. No reference to no anything. No correlation yeah. to that. Yeah. So, so let's let's talk about that. Um, the blog that you wrote about about your energy. So, uh, just give people the, the the quick synopsis. Why did you write that? And what's the, you know, what's it all about? It's all about pretty much just. I believe everything is made up of energy. Our thoughts, our words, um, this table in front of me everything it's science and so when you start to know that everything is made of energy I just started making myself more aware of certain things and I'm lucky enough to have people in my life that have made me aware of these things so um, you know when you want to pick up a phone call but you kind of avoid it because you know you're going to feel drained when you get off yeah that is because someone is draining you of your energy and so I had been gifted these tools over time to kind of help keep myself and my energy intact and and they worked for me and I shared them with friends and they worked for them. And um, I decided to write five tips and tricks to protect your energy just to make yourself feel better and they work. And so that's why I shared them. I'm all about sharing things that work. I don't want like to talk just to talk. I mean, I like to talk, but right. you know what I mean? Like yeah. I would never go write a blog about something that I that didn't actually benefit me or work for me. And all those things did. So I wanted to share them. You know, that's that's so funny that you um, that you mentioned that because uh, I think that the trick is that people don't really a lot of us don't know when that's happening to us. You know, it's like we're being polite and we're we're you know we're being tortured. And we don't know we're being tortured. <laughs> you know, and it's going on and on. And it took me a long time to like like become <clears throat> enough self awareness came crept in and told me this is not good, you know, because I get overstimulated. And as a creator and a musician, I'm very sensitive to sound and noise and everything out in the world. So if I'm at a noisy party where people are carrying on, um, I only have like so much tolerance for it. And I, I've got to get out of there, you know, just to, to reclaim my space and my quiet. But what, what you're talking about is somebody who's not good for you. In, and maybe it's like they get on the phone, they just start bitching relentlessly about something that, that you know, you should be like, just get over it, will you? And stop talking about it. Take it out of the lexicon of your thinking and you'll be fine. 
Well, yay and nay. Like, I I feel like I've always been a soundboard for a lot of my friends and my family. And it's not even that it's like, you know, when you learn how to have these tools, you can be an ear without you feeling like, oh, my God, it's draining. Or, oh, my gosh, they're going on. It's like you detach yourself from that because it's not your shit. Right. Like, it's not your shit. You're, right. you're just there to listen to it and be a sounding board, but you don't have to let it affect you. And as someone that's an empath, like I said, I feel everything. Yeah. Um, the Joker. I don't know. Did we, did yeah, we, talk we didn't get a joke? chance to talk about that. We played it, but um, yeah, go into the Joker. Tell us about, you know, because um, we didn't talk about the substance of that. So that's a perfect uh, example. I, I saw the movie and it messed with me. Like, it really moved me to a level where I was, I feel like, you know, it's just a movie, but it really unmasked and unveiled a lot of the things that we deal with in society. And so I had to write about it because I was messed up over it. I left there in tears and I literally locked myself in, the, in my room and I wrote that song in one night. And it was just me kind of painting what I saw on this beautiful person I saw that had been so jaded and treated so yucky. And it was a movie, yeah. but I was affected by it because I know there are people out there that feel all those things. And when you're an empath like that, like you have to learn how to like music is a huge release for me, a way to get rid of a lot of those things that I'm feeling and that I take on. Cause for a long time I took on things that weren't mine and I own people's emotions and, um, it was heavy. And as soon as I learned to, to let go and even the whole mirror concept, like when someone's doing something that's irritating you, it's probably something that you do and the yeah. universe is showing that to you. Right. And when you understand that, it makes you a little more empathic to what they're going through or how they're acting. Who would, uh, who would be like that? Who would do that? Who's someone that would act like that? Well, how would they have to feel to be acting like that? It just makes you be able to relate to them and know that like, okay, yeah, everyone can be like that. You know, that is yeah. me. I am you and you are me really. Right. It sounds a little deep, but <laughs> no, that's great. That is, that is awesome. Um, as we're getting down to the end here, um, I want you to please, if you would, uh, just put out there, um, anything out into the ether that you would like to share with, um, our audience, um, we're in 71 countries and just people out there who would be interested in what you're doing, not just your music, but all of the things we had discussed here. We probably only hit the tip of the iceberg, I'm sure, Megan, and perhaps we'll have a chance to uh, expand on this uh, at a later date. But anything you would like to share or just um, say to people out there as we're parting ways um, that you think might be um, empathetic? and uh, valuable to them in their life and what they're going through right now? I think I'd like to say that whoever's listening to this, whoever's watching this, um, you are enough and you have a purpose and you, our purpose is always changing and growing and evolving, but just go with the flow and be open and step into the fear. As soon as you step into fear, um, some really beautiful things can happen. And I once had someone tell me that, you know, fear comes up when you're on to something good. 
fear comes up when you're on the verge of something really good. And what actually propelled me into my music journey was stepping into fear. I had taken a trip abroad that, you know, for my teaching stuff, I was, I was a teacher before this. Um, and it had led me down this music journey. And that's a story for another day. But when I had gone down there, I really didn't anticipate that I would leave there thinking, I want to be a music artist. And if I work hard enough, I could create a platform that could make change, you know, if I really put in the time and the effort and the work. And it was like there and gone in a flash. And, and then I had people in my life that really encouraged that dream and helped me want to pursue it. So, you know, you are worthy and make sure you have friends and family in your life and in your corner that friends or family or anyone, it could be one person that just sees the value in you and that helps you see the value in yourself because we all have value. We all have worth and we all have a purpose. And as long as we are willing to take a chance on ourselves and, and do our best, I feel like the sky's the limit. So take a chance on yourself. And we will. Megan, it was fabulous. And, and by the way, uh, just a quick note here. Um, your website is fabulous. Really great job. I can, t I can tell the effort and work that has been put into that. It's very beautiful. So folks, check that out. Everything will be in the show notes, of course. And best place for us to connect to uh, Megan is would it be your website or where would you like to drive folks Ver very best place for them to go to see you I am most vocal on Instagram but okay. my website is great because it gives you access to all of my platforms that I use excellent all the social handles Okay, Megan, Nadine, it was a pleasure. I'm so happy to have you on the Dharmic Evolution. Really appreciated you uh, taking time out of your busy day to share um, your stories, your music, um, your adventures with us here today. And I just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your family, all of the people in your organization, and uh, you know, look forward to a, a very bright and prosperous career from you, Megan. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my music. Thank you for giving me the platform. Thank you for being genuinely interested in what I have to say. I can see that you have a very genuine heart and soul. And um, I'm thankful for people like you that do what you do because it gives art artists like me an opportunity to share what they love in the presence of someone who has a good heart. So it's always nice. Well, did you dig it? I certainly did. Don't forget to go over and support Megan by going to MeganNadine.com. Just like it says, it's M-E-G-A-N-N-A-D-I-N.com. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. And uh, until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, I'll see you from the stage, and don't forget, let's all stay connected.
I'm